Hello and welcome to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Shannon Chalakian. And I'm Dr. Peter Venkman. No, he's not. That's Brennan Klein. And we have a very special episode because we watched Ghostbusters, which I hadn't seen. And Brennan had seen. I'm not, I'm not warmed up yet. Keep going. Uh, and we have a special guest who I've met many yeah, let times. Me, let me do the guest. Okay. <laughs> Our special guest is Dave Bloom, who um, was my drama teacher in high school. I am now very old, so that was five years ago. Oh, God. He's not old, though. I'm getting older. He's not the one. Um, oh, my God. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> it's great. No, like I said, it gets better as it goes along. <laughs> okay, good. Tell me when it gets better. It does. I will. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I just wanted our listeners to be able to get to know you a little bit, so I asked you to compile your top three horror films. I know you're not a huge horror fan, so I'm actually really curious to see what you brought to the table. Um, yeah, I'm a very anxious person, so horror films, I don't enjoy them because I don't, I don't even like it when someone just like comes up from behind me and goes, Bleh. oh, I hate that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Brennan, whenever you do that to him, I think our roommates have done that a couple times. It looks like he's going to murder someone. Yeah. It, it's all in my power not to punch them in the face. Yeah. I, well, and I, my thought is always like, why would you do that to a person? What are you getting out of it? Yeah. It's so pointless and so easy to do. Like so easy yeah, to scare thrills. someone. Yeah. Cheap <laughs> I made you feel out of control for a minute. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I went, now this is, it's going to be weird because I haven't watched a lot of horror films in my time. Um, the first one I thought of is a movie called Creep Show. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I watched it when I was probably too young. And uh, I used to have like kind of an after school daycare thing where we just like went to people's houses and this one woman watched us and so we'd renting a movie or like it was kind of like whatever movie that family had in the house we'd watch and i feel like that's how i originally watched ghostbusters but creep show i feel like we watched several times and uh the one that really freaked me out was the i don't remember what it's called like the crate or the box or the oh yeah the crate the crate um adrian barbeau is in that mm -hmm. and i met her so i'm pretty cool wow i feel like i'm she's the bathroom greatness. right after me <laughs> Oh my God, you're so lucky. Yeah. Did, what did you say to her? I said, it's all yours, Adrian Barbell. <laughs> you said full name. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, she, she made like a weird joke about bathrooms and I was like, okay. <laughs> I think with the, with the amount of times you use the restroom, I'm surprised you haven't met more random celebrities. Yeah. Uh, just not ones that I want to tell you about. I what? I don't know what, what happened there. I met George Michael in a restaurant. No, you didn't. Why? I'm kidding. Sorry, Dave. What's uh, Creepshow is actually a really good film. It's directed yeah. by George Romero, who did Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So uh, that that particular one was like the movie that gave me nightmares. That, oh, yeah. That was the thing. The thing in the box or the thing in the crate really freaked me out. Um, Scream. Yeah. Which is great because it's funny. It's like, it's... I mean, I love that it's like, it satirizes the genre that it is at the, like all at once. Um and uh, and I saw that I'm from a very small town, and we live 
way up on hills and I had to walk my friend to the car. Oh afterwards. my God. And I really thought that the scream guy was going to be in the back seat and kill right. me. Real um, question for you. Yeah. Do, do those hills have eyes? Oh God. That was terrible. Okay. If you don't want to, but you grew up in Northern California, right? Yeah. Um, cause that's where scream was filmed. Yes, it was. So, Oh, little bit of trivia. So the person I was walking to the car uh, it's going to be really, it's hard to say this, but she was like, it, at the beginning of the movie, she was like, oh my God, that's my friend's mom. The picture of the dead mother in Scream, she knew the woman that they used as the picture. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was very connected to us. I mean, it was filmed north of us a little bit. And How do you get that gig though? Like you go audition like normal and like, yeah, so you look just like a dead mother. I got to send in a headshot probably. <laughs> I think it just was like one of those things where they were using the small town. So they kind of used a lot of the people in it. And that was like, in a you Santa like Rosa. A, you look like a dead mom. I guess. <laughs> that's, that's Drop very, dead gorgeous. It's very flattering. <laughs> that's, this is the entire show, Dave. I know. You get used to it. I got it. Uh, um, and then my third horror film is Gigli. What? Gigli? <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't totally hear it. Yeah. It was like, Gigi? Gigli. Oh, Gigi is kind of a horror film too. Um, a little bit. <laughs> Thank heaven for little <laughs> girls. Uh, um, I guess I wrote down Nightmare on Elm Street because I'd never really watched it, but it scared me so bad in the little bits that I saw when I was a kid that I I never want to watch it. That's a good reason. Yeah. Also directed by Wes Craven. Yes. So you got two out of three on there. Yeah. High five, Wes yeah. Craven's ghosts. High five. All right. R.I.P. That's mine. Speaking of ghosts. Yeah. Moving on to Ghostbusters, which we just watched in your living room, which we appreciate for... Thank you for hosting us. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Sorry uh, about all my son's toys. Oh, no, it's great. <laughs> Adds to the decor. It, uh, it helps us get in that childhood mood of watching Ghostbusters. Yes, of course. So, as normal, we will start with the plot, and there will be spoilers. So, Brennan, take it away. Suit up for classic comedy. <laughs> When doctors Venkman, Stance, and Spengler suddenly find themselves downsized from the university's parapsychology department, they decide to go the entrepreneurial route, chasing down ghastly ghosts, unappetizing apparitions, and the occasional insolent succubae. Oh, God. But the paratroopers of the paranormal... Oh, my God. Face... Is Shannon, did you write this? Ha. Um, face their greatest challenge when the beautiful Dana Barrett discovers her refrigerator door leads directly to the gates of hell. That's inaccurate. Uh, now with the whole world watching, it's up to the Ghostbusters to keep Manhattan from becoming a madhouse in this hilariously haunting action comedy. Also, I'd like to point out that hilariously haunting is hyphenated, which is 100% not what it should be. I'm an English teacher and that's horrifying. So, per discussion, we rank scariness 1 to 5 screams, campiness 1 to 5 perms, uh, gore, which we're kind of doing as effects, 1 to 5 severed limbs, or 1 to 5 slimy monsters, and quality quality 1 to 5 unlucky stars. Oh my god. Okay, um, so as always, we start with our scariness ranking. I think we should start with Shannon, because she's like the Ghostbusters virgin here. So out of 1 to 5, what's your scariness ranking for Ghostbusters? Um, okay, so... <sighs> scariness uh it was not scary i think it definitely like like when i was a kid i thought the goonies was really scary even though it wasn't scary well i mean most uh, movies like in that steven spielberg camp had something terrifying in them 
Right, and there were. And so I think this is similar with Ghostbusters. Like, I definitely would have been like, that EPA guy is so scary. <laughs> no, I feel like that now. Yeah. I know, right? Seriously. He's the worst. The government, watch out for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trying to prevent. 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 <laughs> English teacher. There it is. Uh, protect the environment. Would have yeah. been a much better joke than prevent the environment. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, so I'm going to rate it a one out of five. I think if I was a child when I watched this, like everyone else had watched it, then I would have been a little higher. A little higher. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, what's your scariness ranking? Uh, I gave it a three. And I probably ranked it a little higher than it should be, but um, just for how, at the time, and for the audience that I feel like it was aimed at, which was six-year-olds, um, <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't aimed at six-year-olds, but because I was like five or six when I saw it, um, I felt that way. Uh, I don't know. I felt like maybe the library scene alone, just the in the library scene is so scary, but... Uh, yeah, it's probably more like a two or a one. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. This is like viewing it now as a grown-up person who understands horror movies. Um, this is not a scary movie. It's a comedy. Like, I mean, that's obvious that it is a comedy, but the horror elements are so light because it's a Harold Ramis, uh, Dan Aykroyd written film. Like, they're basically only comedy. I remember as a child... I was terrified by this movie. The library scene, like that's the opening scene with the creepy ghost making Mm -hmm. the scary faces and the books floating around everywhere. I remember my sister and I were super scared by that movie that we both went downstairs to watch Blue's Clues instead of watching Ghostbusters with our parents. Although, Blue's Clues is way scarier than this movie. Well, now it is. (laughs) But um, the first time I actually did watch it all the way through, I was probably 12 and I was home alone. Ooh. And... As soon as I finished it, my my parents' bedroom door closed on its own. And so I feel like that's a five out of five yeah, for, that, for childhood me. Yeah, that's terrifying. That story was scary. One more kind of creepy thing. Um, Annie Potts, who plays the secretary in this movie, she's like reading a People magazine with Prince on the cover. And Dan Aykroyd walks up and says, Prince is dead. And I'm like, he knew. It was, I don't know. That line means like way too much now. It's super creepy. Yeah, it's true. He, he said Print is dead. Oh, did he? Yeah. Got that part out. I didn't hear it. I think you should leave it in. And that's that's why I made the joke about like, it's the 80s. How does he know? Yeah. Because, exactly. Because Prince, Prince is, is dead. <laughs> My God. No. But no. No, He w- that's what was crazy about it was that he said, print is dead. And I was like, what is taking the place? That right. old computer? I don't yeah, understand. seriously, right? Like, Where'd that line come yeah. from? And Brennan was like, Prince is dead. <laughs> cool. Everyone seemed to react, so I thought it was great. <laughs> That's cool. We had simultaneous, like, different our, our, reactions. Yeah. We had the same reaction, but to different things. Whatever. Okay, so moving on to campiness slash funniness, because as campy as this 80s movie is, it is also a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is always a really weird category. So, Brandon, why don't you just start? Okay. I think this movie. It's it's not as funny as the reputation that precedes it. A lot of people are like, oh, it's such a classic film, talking about this line and this line and this line. There's a lot in between those lines. Like, it's yes. like a lot of uh, comedies from that team, um, especially Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> um, there are some very, very slow moments that just kind of, like, exist, I guess. 
where you're not totally aware that they're trying to be funny in any way. They're just kind of happening. But obviously you get Bill Murray and Rick Moranis in a movie. They're going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, you can't help it. And I 100% am on board with both of those characters. Um, they're like, like Bill Murray when, like when they're in the middle of all this ghost action in the hotel, he rips the tablecloth <laughs> off of one of the things like flowers are still standing. That's amazing. And just that kind of thing could have totally been improvised. Like it doesn't matter where it's from, but like just those people bring yeah. such charisma to their roles. And also a little bit of 80s cheese. As soon as Sigourney Weaver has to be sexy, her hair gets three to four times higher. I just, yeah. I love that that's the instinct there. Mm-hmm. I would be so sexy if I was in the 80s. Like when I woke up this morning, I just got a haircut. When I woke up this morning, my hair was like, t- like tears awesome. above. It was awesome. It was like a wedding cake. Yeah. If only we could all be in the 80s still. Oh, I do. I regret that I did not, I did not, I didn't even dip a toe in there. I was not even like, growing in the 80s i'm old my formative years were all in the 80s i feel like it's better that we pretend that we want to be in the 80s because we can just be like oh we're vacationing in the 80s during these movies but we don't actually want to be there yeah i mean the 80s were rough historically like aids the berlin wall all that stuff reagan was there i thought this was a fun never mind okay What? What did we say? I thought this was a... Yeah, maybe. Um, I thought this was a comedy podcast is what I was going to say, but maybe it's not. Uh, <laughs> no. This is, this is actually a history podcast. Yeah, is it supposed so, to be about heavy stuff? Like yeah, it's also an, archi- the Berlin Wall. <laughs> it's also an architecture podcast. What did you think of the building that Sigourney <laughs> Weaver lived in? <laughs> oh, man. There was definitely a sacrificial altar on the roof. There was. That's That's what I want in life. Yeah. I mean, no, it's so hard to find a good apartment that matches, like, your wish list. <laughs> like, I want an actual kitchen. I want a separate bathtub. And I want a sacrificial altar on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, it's a per- it's a perfect place. Yeah. Those are all on yeah. my checklist. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, okay, so camping is the funniest for me. I'm going to give it a three. There were definitely were some, some zingers, which is good. Um, and to quote Emma Stone from uh, Zombieland, uh, that guy has a direct route to my funny bone in reference to Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he was pretty good. I think he's he's so cheesy at this like stage in his because he's not old yet. Like when he gets old, his cheesiness becomes like heartfelt. But when he's like young and like yippee because yeah, I get like someone who's young and cantankerous is different from like an old man who's cantankerous, right. at least in terms of like what roles they get. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there's there were some characters that just like every time I saw them I was like, Oh my god, I'm so glad like I'm so glad they're back. Um <laughs> which was really nice. So yeah, that was my Camino score. What about you, Dave? Um I I uh, I went with a five. Okay. Because uh because I spent a great deal of my childhood quoting this movie, so I feel like that deserves a high rating from uh, me. You're one of those. I I mean, I was everyone's a kid. one of those. I was a child. I wasn't. I didn't see it. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, that's true. And you weren't alive then. I've gotten so many cross the stream jokes from like children when yeah. I was. Yeah, I've made that joke so many times. It's a joke that gets made in every elementary school bathroom at some point. One hundred percent of the time. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, in the girls' bathrooms too, and it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make sense at all. We would hope not. Anyway. Ugh. Um. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the, to effects. So instead of gore, we're doing effects. Um, Brennan, why don't you start? All right. Why not? 
Um, I gave it a three out of five. I love the '80s effects. There, some of them are a little chintzy, like especially the ones creating Slimer. Like you can see the halo around him as he's like waddling across the screen. Um, but he doesn't have legs. How would he waddle? He he's trundling. What does he do? Trundling. <laughs> yeah. Floating, I believe. Okay. Okay. Is the you know, the thing that ghosts do? I know. Um, anyway, there, I really like, there's a scene where, um, there's these hands pulsing through, um, Sigourney Weaver's kitchen door that's very Nightmare on Elm Street, which is weird, because these, I think Ghostbusters came out before Nightmare on Elm Street, because they definitely came out in the same year. Mm. So, neither could have birthed that effect, and both just kind of, like, separately came to it, and I, I respect that. Um, there, there's a really good effect when Sigourney Weaver is, like, being possessed by Zool, and she's floating above her bed like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. And like, there's some, there's pretty solid stuff in here. Um, like most uh, ghost movies, it confuses exorcisms and gods and demons with ghosts for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why that happens so much. Uh, but it's solid. I like the effects. They're not great, but they're fun. Yeah, uh, I gave it a three out of five um, because it, it has like, such a wide array. We have the green screen effects. We also have like the 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 like real life mummification effects mm-hmm. we also have weird stop motion effects we also have a lot of like foam buildings oh, you yeah. know the buildings that are just like they look like they're just like someone someone painstakingly crafted it all out of foam so you could like break through it with your hand and stuff yeah. um i mean i've i've recently spent the last week watching a lot of sam raimi's genius classic xena the warrior princess and it's it's just so it's all similar it's so campy and just that sense alone just the effects so and i know these were like breaking edge effects at the time mm-hmm. so um yeah three out of five is good yeah and there's something to be said for practical effects they look they're fun to watch like they're interacting with it yeah and then dave was dave was able to be like hey look the hydraulics are all off and you yeah. see you see like the the ground shaking and yeah. it was good yeah we were talking about how once you go on the universal studios tour you can never see special effects the same way yeah, yeah. Especially that one, because that's when they like made a big. De- At least when I went, they made a big deal about that. Like, the street is on hydraulics, and then they can roll reset it. Um, okay, do you want my ranking? Yeah. yeah. I went with a two. Okay. Ooh. And that, uh, I just I don't know. I don't know why I went with a two. I did. Maybe I don't follow know. follow your instincts, Dave. Yeah. Right. No, don't follow your instincts. Give us a reason. We're a review <laughs> podcast. Well, I figured like he was going to say something. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it was because there were so many, like, just, <laughs> what may have done it was that scene where we were watching and it was clear, like, the actors were responding to something that the special oh, effects yeah. department Very didn't Star include. Very Star Trek-y. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looked like Dan Eckert was doing a jig. It was <laughs> supposed to be like an earthquake or something. Yeah, it was like the camera was supposed to be shaking or they were going to add something in post and then they never did. So the guys are just like... <laughs> doing like Irish dancing, but for no reason. Yeah, oh, it was supposed to be like an there, earthquake. There, there was some wind, so you know, sometimes maybe it was a really strong wind that made them lots dance. of light. Yeah, a lot of wind and light. So that's that's <laughs> what I think that's what did it. I also like that the scene where Sigourney Weaver is floating, and it very much is like, I, I think I said it while we were watching. Yeah. Like, where's the big metal ring to pass around her, like a magician? <laughs> It's so like that's all I ever think of when I see it. She just levitates is, like yeah. a couple a couple feet in the air. Yeah. I do like that, that um, when that happens. Bill Murray like say, like goes underneath her, and, like yeah. looks up at her face. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a good moment. Yeah, it. Um, I guess it's a good segue into quality. Um, my quality score. I'm giving it three out of five. I enjoy a lot of parts of this movie, but like I said, there are certain parts that just kind of 
are existing and they're part of like the atmosphere of the movie, but it's not really going anywhere. And I feel like the characters are very, cause like a lot of these actors came from the improv community, mm-hmm. right? You said? Yeah. Um, Three of them. I think all of them were part of second city in some form. Yeah. Like, but not, th- there's not a lot of character there. There's a lot of yeah. traits or quirks, but there's not, I don't get any sense of how these men interact with each other, like how they feel about anything, except for <laughs> Bill Murray is horny for Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Although, what's the other guy's name? E- e- Elon? E- Egon. 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 Come on. Egon. Come on. <laughs> um, I really liked him where, where you see Janine just like constantly trying to hit on him. Yeah, that be was like, funny. Be like, hey, do you have hobbies? And he's like, I collect mold and fungus. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get, I'm getting great. a sense of how socially awkward this guy is. Yeah, but... And- well, and um, and Ray, you know, it's he's kind of like a, a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his whole character is he's the childlike one. He has that sense of wonder. And and then Venkman is like the, the 80, bitter. He's the curmudgeon. 80s funny guy. Every guy uh-huh. in the 80s that was like the funny character was just like that. Sometimes they were even played by one of Bill Murray's brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had those. Yeah, he has a couple. Um, yeah. There's like Joel Murray and Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, but Chad Joel... Michael. Oh no, <laughs> God! No, that's their uh, that's their nephew. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just feel like why is Ernie Hudson in this movie? I <sighs> he just shows up out of nowhere, and then he's like supposed to be best friends with them, and then he's like I... he gets the last line of the movie. He does. He says, "I love this town," and then it cuts to the credit. Or, or I guess no, it's... then there was no all the making oh, you're right. out and all that stuff. Okay, well it was ba- it was the last line of the big climax, yeah. and then it like cuts the epilogue, and I'm like, what? Why did he earn this? He yeah. does nothing. Well, his entire point was just so that he'd come and be like, I'm religious working for ghost people. Do you believe in the end of the world? So that they can talk about the end of the world. Yeah, maybe. But like, come on. I know. I agree. the end of the world. <laughs> it's tokenism. It's just, you know. It felt, it felt like that. It felt like they, at one point, they were like part of the way through filming and they were like, hey guys, we don't have any black people in this movie at all. Which, although in the 80s, they never do. So Yeah. It was weird because the 70s had a lot of African-American people mm-hmm. in their casts. Anyway. Uh, Dave, what's your rating for quality? Um, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 because Solid. because this is a part of my childhood. And so, like, for me to – I can't I can't judge it based on my feelings now because I sit there and part of it is the heartbreak of watching something that you loved as a child not really hold up. So – I didn't want. I couldn't say anything other than like, I love that movie. It's great. It means a lot to me. But a lot of it is sentimental. I feel that. I, I watched Peter Pan, and I was like, this is some racist business right here. And which which one? The, the original. The animated one. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have it, and. Uh, yeah, I, I love Peter Pan, but then part. I was like, no, I don't like like Peter Pan anymore. Why is the red man red? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh this is awkward. Imagine showing your child. never say that let's explain that um break it down let's forget the song don't sing those lyrics yeah never um i i dressed as a ghostbuster for halloween one year like that's that's, awesome we all decked out with the proton pack um here's the thing about brennan you were in plays that i directed you understand my grasp of costuming Uh uh-huh and and that i would be like i don't know just put some stuff on yeah I, I i do not have a brain for costuming so um i had i think where it started is i had a squirt gun that was attached to a backpack thing and like the backpack thing held water. So it already looked like a proton pack. Okay. Sort of, except it was red and yellow, you know, like, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know what I wore as my clothes, probably like khakis and a khaki colored (laughs) shirt or something. Um, So at least they matched. I, I pretty much stopped with, I have a squirt gun that already looks like my costume piece 
and then didn't even like paint it or dress it up in any way. <laughs> I had the idea of like putting tinfoil around it, but that's the wrong color. They're black. Kid, I don't kids know. do that though. Like I, I remember I'll talk to like, it was like my friend's sister or something. I was like, oh, what are you? And she had like a tutu on yeah. and she was like, I'm an astronaut. And I was like, why? And she's like, see, this is like, this, this is my, I'm, I'm the spaceship and oh. these are, this is my uh, flames coming off. And I was like, all right, kid, that's fine with me. That's all right. way more creative than me. Mine yeah. was, I did a bad job of trying to make a pretty simple costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of the reasons I don't really love Halloween is I'm really bad at it. Mm. I'm really bad at costumes. So, um, and my son is like a genius when it, like he just, he was like already a cosplay master. He, the other day I walked in his room and he was dressed as, um, Deadpool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll have to show you the picture, but I don't even know how he did it. It was just like he found a jacket that was kind of like he found all these pieces that kind of worked. And I was like, whoa, I would have never thought of any of that. I would have just like. <laughs> that gene skips a generation. Yeah, I would have been like, uh, I have a stick. Now I'm Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, quality for me. I'm going to give it a three out of five. I would watch this again. It definitely reminds me of a movie that like if you were babysitting and the kid, you like put the kid to sleep and then you're like, okay, now I just got to burn time. And hey, mm-hmm. look, there's like, you know, some movies that I don't have at home. Yep. I'll watch one of those. That's that's how this felt to me. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was good. Good stuff. So yeah. Cool. Um, so before we move on, we need to talk about something very important, which is the the ghost BJ scene. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in the in the middle of a montage about the Ghostbusters busting ghosts and like just having a good time, where uh, it's Dan Aykroyd, right? Dan Aykroyd yep. has a dream. About, Shockingly, he wrote that scene for himself. Probably. Yeah, um, he has a dream about a beautiful lady ghost doing stuff in his pants area. Yep, with her mouth bathing and his eyes go cross bathing, bathing suit area. That's what we bathing say. suit area. Yeah, <laughs> in his private square um <laughs> private arena the private in his private oh, sector uh, i don't oh in uh. his private sector um <laughs> oh my god that's a quote from the movie good job is it yeah he says that's one of the oh, things yeah. that oh yeah, yeah you're right it's one of the dan Aykroyd lines where i'm like nobody says that dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. why do you talk like that but that scene is actually salvaged from a whole segment that they uh, that they filmed but never put in the movie about like they go to a museum and if you notice he's dressed as like napoleon for some yeah. reason in that dream yeah that he gets that costume in that scene and then there's this whole ordeal with it but they cut it all out because it's pointless but he's like you know what let's keep that bj scene that was cool oh so they just spliced it in really ham-handedly somewhere else that's so why that wasn't there. a dream no, it was supposed to really happen. But they spliced it in and it was made to look like a dream sequence. Yeah, because uh, there was no context for that. They wanted those 10 seconds, but not the five minutes of scene that surrounded well, it. Well, anytime a guy goes cross-eyed and then falls over backwards, it's comedy gold. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> airplane, easy rider. <laughs> I'm, I can't think of any comedy movies right now. Easy rider is like definitely it not a comedy <laughs> You know that Griswold's comedy about vacation. the guys that drive motorcycles across the country, and then I'm not going to spoil it. Be cool. Dustin Hoffman's there. No. Oh, spoilers. No. Wait, oh, shoot. That's Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? I'm having a tough day, guys. You're a film major. All right. Am, I've seen. <laughs> I'm walking here. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, uh, taxi Driver, right? Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite comedy movie. <laughs> Um, that's I really, not even close to a comedy. I really his, love his comedy uh, mohawk. 
I really loved Robert Pattinson in that movie. Yeah, he was really good. Anyway, favorite character, everybody. <laughs> I have Robert Pattinson in Taxi Driver. That's all right. Go ahead. I was kidding on that one. For the record, <laughs> I know it's Al Pacino. <laughs> Okay, favorite I'm character. I'm so embarrassed. Just cheap laughs here. Uh, they're very expensive. I'm risking my my dignity for these jokes. <laughs> Did you take out a third mortgage just That'll for just for that dignity? Yep, that dignity. Okay, so I got my no favorite dignity. my favorite character um, was Lady in the Hallway. So there was a scene, a scene where um, there were these giant dog gargoyle things that were they're, disrupting. Yeah. Gargoyles that come to life. Yeah, but I just they, like gargoyles, weird. Gar- 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 gargoyles. Gargoyles, gargoyles aren't <laughs> usually dogs, right? Like they're just usually like sitting things. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, so um, they were, they were like they crashed this party and they're like running through through this um this complex and it's it's where Sigourney Weaver, Weaver lives and anyway so the guy like c- comes out. And it, and looks and he's like, oh my god! And he like starts running away from this monster thing, and just for a split second, there's this old woman who like exits into the hallway, looks at it, and then runs back in her into the room. Well, I feel like I was there. Like you painted such a mm-hmm. word picture. For she me. did give a great '80s comedy take. Whoa! And then <laughs> yeah, run back. Did. into the It was good. Yeah, it was. It was actually pretty effective for '80s comedy takes. Yeah, I I totally agree. I guess that that's <laughs> what there is to say about that. She was in this in the movie for two seconds. I also love Janine, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. She's oh yeah. Cool. But I guess my favorite character is in the movie only slightly more than your two second cameo. My favorite character is an extra. He looks like Crispin Glover, but with like dyed red hair. Yeah. And he's in one crowd scene and we noticed him because he was going crazy. Mm-hmm. He was like clapping really weird and jumping up and down where the Ghostbusters were coming by. And then it cuts to a place like miles away and he's still in the crowd. Yep. So I like to think that he's actually going to be like the villain in the next movie that they forgot to film after Ghostbusters 2. Like he's like mm-hmm. long term going. Yeah. And he can teleport. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, they set that up early and then never made the movie. That was really clever. It's yeah. it's a real shame. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was just fun. It reminded me. There's actually a scene in Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, where Crispin Glover does a really terrible dance to a song, and it just kind of reminded me of that. Very yeah, glory. yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, my favorite character is Lewis, played by Rick Moranis, which would have been my first choice, but I wanted to let you have this one. Yeah, that's okay. Um, if you were asking like six or seven year old me, it would have definitely been Peter Venkman. Um, but as I watched this movie, I was like, Peter Venkman's an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like he's so mean to everybody. Why does anybody want to hang out with him? Um, like it's kind of, he doesn't bring anything to the group at all. No, he, he doesn't believe them after he meets a ghost. Yeah. And then he's like, Ooh, I see how we could make money off of this. Why don't you put a third mortgage on your house? Like what? Yeah. What? what he didn't do he didn't risk anything he made dan Aykroyd. i don't even know what he did with his house and then uh why does he have a house don't they all live at the fire station thing his well, parents left in the house it's a whole uh, discussion his yeah parents, he was born there yeah his parents was left blah, blah, blah. yeah okay um but uh vankman yeah i, I love vankman as a kid and i all those lines i quoted um but yeah now looking back with like because you know watching this as a kid i didn't know that i was going to grow up and be involved in acting in any way so 
I didn't know I'd be a drama teacher. Now looking back, the performance that really like stands out is 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 Rick Moranis as Lewis. It's the character's so much fun. He's so good. And when he gets possessed by the dog thing, yeah. he's just messing around, like handing lamps to people. Oh, it's so inexplicable. That was totally when he was doing that. You know what I thought of? I thought of that thing when I told you guys in class when I was like, you know, I worked at a kid's camp. So if you just hand me random things, I'll, I'll just take them and not ask any questions. Um, and oh, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> and so the kids found that out and they'd all just walk up to me and hand me random objects. And I just hold them while I was talking to the group and Brennan would, you would hand me staplers and <laughs> yeah, def- a lot of pens, a lot of pens just, or just, I think I want, no, I, I didn't use that. No, I lied. Um, Good story. An eraser, an eraser yeah, most yeah. of the time, like yeah. a chalkboard eraser. Yeah. There was lots of that stuff, but that's what it reminded me. I was like, Oh, Hey. He's doing what all my kids used to do to me. And it was reminding uh, me of the Friends scene where what Ross gets really excited and he's like, she's oh, on his yeah. way, it's on his way. And he's just like, or was it Chandler? Who? No, um, I think Ross is jumping up and down and he grabs a lamp and hands it to Chandler. And Chandler's like, why is this in my hands? <laughs> he just got so excited. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is the same thing. <laughs> it's That's a great character. And he's actually part of my favorite scene so he can like segue into yeah. that. My favorite scene is the party that he throws yeah. um, at his apartment where like the dog guide attacks or whatever um but he was like i want this to be a professional party why do you think i invited clients instead of friends and like that's basically the only scene that actually focuses 100 percent on him which is why i think yeah. it's my favorite yeah but it was so good yeah um i what i one of the things i loved about him was all of the he was like a non-stop it was like like they were trying to create a time capsule of the 80s and you know some people's version of the 80s is is one thing but what all the things that he was saying like when sigourney we were first interacts with him in the movie and he's like oh i was just taking some vitamins i was doing a workout and i did it extra fast and everything is like vitamins was a big thing in the 80s you know um like it was like a thing that you talked about like i take vitamins as like a status (laughs) yeah and like oh i was doing a video workout like that's a that's an impressive thing like all these things that he was using to try to impress people i have mineral water inside these are all things that like everybody i felt like that's all anybody said in the 80s were all those things and it's like he's a steady stream of them i tried to make a list but it's it's way too long but it's like (laughs) he's he's 80s exposition man like hey you guys want to know what was cool in the 80s watch this guy for and he does it at the party he's like we're gonna play twister and like all and break dancing (laughs) yeah break dancing he throws break dancing in (laughs) and then you see the people in the party and it's like i was saying it's like it's a mensa party like it's all the nerdiest people in the world why would there be breakdancing? Except for that one girl. That, uh, yeah, the like, one girl. That, like, he... Madonna topknot hair. Yeah, but he doesn't even care about, you know, and she's like, she's like, I'm gonna leave. He's like, oh, well, maybe if we dance. She's, and she gets all into it. Like, yeah, yeah, we should dance. So it's like, all right. And she's like, putting a move on you, dude. And yeah. he's like, oh, no, but Dana. And, like, runs off to yeah. go. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Sigourney Weaver. But she doesn't, she's not giving you the time of day, man, you no. know? Anyway, um, my favorite scene was just the scene where the EPA guy... Uh, like there, it's like the EPA guy and the mayor, and the the mayor is like, "Oh, these ghosts are out. What do we do?" And then um, they just have a really funny banter about whether or not the EPA guy has a penis, and that's that made it my favorite yeah. scene. So yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yes, it is. Dave, what's your favorite scene? Um, the party scene is up there for me. Uh, I mean, anything with Lewis in it. Once he gets possessed by the by the thing but i think i mean the thing that stood out to me the most like looking when i was watching and i was like oh i kind of remember all of this it's the whole thing with slimer that whole oh yeah that whole bit there's so many things that happen the cigarette falling out of the mouth on dan Aykroyd, like the most (laughs) 
I mean, that was something I wrote down as like, what? A cigarette in a hotel hallway? <laughs> so 80s. Like, oh, I'm just in the hallway. I'll smoke a cig in here. Um, and then, but then he uses it for the great gag of it, like hanging off his lip, which for the rest of my life, anytime I had any, like I'd roll up paper and stick it to my lip and try to get it to do that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the like, all the, you know, the, the whole scene in the ballroom where I just, I, so much of it is like that. I feel like that's what a lot of people remember from Ghostbusters. So I feel like that's like the iconic. Yeah. And that's one of the few ghosts they actually, you get to watch them yeah. battle. Cause there's not a lot of ghost action in this movie. No, it's a Both lot of, it. it's a lot of montages of them talking about ghosts and stuff. And yeah, even in the montages, they don't really fight the ghosts. It's just like articles about them being cool. That That is weird. Special effects are hard, man. That's true. They they, gotta, they made a special effects movie with only having like three or four scenes with special effects mm-hmm. in them. Got to save them all for this tape of Marshmallow Man, who's in 20 frames, I yeah. think. Um, anyway, let's move on to champion dialogue. Uh, Shannon, what's your favorite line in this movie? Uh, I had a lot of lines to choose from, mm-hmm. but I'm going to choose one that Lewis gave um, it's when lewis was actually not lewis it was when lewis was vince so he's yeah, been vince the demon i'm pretty yeah. sure it's vince with a z but i don't know no let's just make it better than it yeah. is Vinny. so um <laughs> vince who is the key master is looking for the gatekeeper but he can't find the gatekeeper because the ghostbusters protection grid is up which gets taken down later it's like a whole thing i don't know um but he's like running around uh and he's like looking for the gatekeeper and then at one point he like runs away from someone oh yeah 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 and he just says <laughs> he just says you will perish in flames <laughs> i just thought it was so funny is that it, and that's when he like trips over the old lady's yeah, oh, yeah oh yeah that was a great line yeah 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 i told brendan all my lines to What's like happening? decide which which one okay. um i should use and uh and he was like why did you pick any of those lines no that makes sense i forgot that that was the context of it that's a great line. Okay, yeah. I agree now. Okay, good. Yeah. It was just really funny just because like he was trying to be like like you're all going to die, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but no one cares cuz he's just such a nerd. Yeah, yeah. he's still Rick Moranis. He's just tripping around. You will perish in flames. You will perish in flames. Yeah, that's a great scene where he's talking to the horse and stuff. <laughs> yeah. oh <my> God. <laughs> that was so funny too where he was like when the signal comes at all enslaved will be like yeah. set free or something. Yeah. Also, another point where there was a great, well, there was an attempt at an 80s comedy take when he, like, has the, he, like, makes his eyes red at the carriage guy, <laughs> and the guy tries to do the, like, <gasps> shocked 80s, like, whoa, but, and it's just, like, ooh, not as good as the old lady in the hallway. Nope. <laughs> Which is, like, immediately prior, to Yeah. Uh, oh, my favorite champion dialogue is pretty quick. It's uh, the secretary opens the door and there's a policeman at the door and she says dropping off a picking up dropping off which is this like it's it's so good it's so it's such a normal line to say but in such an abnormal situation mm-hmm. it's like probably the most clever line in the movie i really liked it yeah um i also had a whole bunch of choices i wrote down a bunch the one that stood out to me watching it this time is it's right at the beginning of the movie when vankman is deciding to sell ray on like we're gonna make money off of it and he says that line where he goes, call it fate, call it luck, call it karma. But the, that, the intonation he gives, like the cadence to it, he's like singing a song. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I, got, I was really worried it was going to turn into a musical all of a right? sudden. Like I'm I, really scared. And I had that even, exact same sense. For whatever reason, Ray, call it fate, call it luck, 
call it karma. I believe that everything happens for a reason. And the score underneath it follow. If you listen, like the uh-huh. score kind of follows what he's doing, and it's like this is kind of an amazing choice to make. Like in this moment where he's trying to sell somebody on something, he starts. It sounds like he really sounds like he's about to, you know, luck be a lady. Like he's gonna do yeah. something like yeah. that. Like it's it's pretty cool. So I just I, that really stood out to me. I was like, God, this guy makes such unusual choices with how he says things. Um, but I also. I really liked the uh, show. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> See, because, oh, because of that. Yeah. Um, oh, no. But yeah. I love that line so with, much. With the tin tin ablation that so musically wells. Okay. <laughs> what? It's a Poe reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> you started talking poetry, but it's not that's not a sentence. No, no, no. But it's it's about the cadence of things. So okay. it was from. I heard Tin Tin. I got yeah. real lost. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah Poe. It's called the bells. Okay. Well, um, that's the end of our discussion. We're gonna play a quick game that I'm very excited about. Oh boy. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's gonna be fun because the one thing we haven't talked about with Ghostbusters is the Ghostbusters theme by Ray Parker Jr. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, it may or may not have ripped off Huey Lewis and the News is I Want a New Drug, but both songs are great. I actually prefer the Ghostbusters theme. Don't tell anyone. Mm. Um, I guess that's not a bad thing. I won't tell Huey. But I, <clears throat> I prepared a game that is centered around themes written specifically for movies. So I'm going to play you a clip from a song. It's going to be an obscure song because I don't want you to be able to know, but you're going to guess whether it's a song written for a horror movie or just a regular movie. Does that make sense? So I'm going to play you 20 seconds of a song. Okay. This is a song that was created specifically for a movie. Right, right, right. Okay. It's not like the Ghostbusters theme says Ghostbusters in it. I didn't pick songs like that because that would give away the title. But that would have been that would have made the game easier for me. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> y- you don't have to guess what movie it's from, mm. just whether or not it's horror. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm, I'm down. There's a 50-50 chance that you could get it right yeah. or wrong. I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, basically, I'm going to have one of you raise your hand if you think you have an answer to it. Um, but you got to make sure you know it's right. Because if you're wrong, I'm going to give the point to the other person. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, cool. So you have an even higher chance that you'll get one right. Okay. Shannon is notoriously bad at our games. Not all the games. I okay, games. actually most of the games. Okay. This is this is the first clip. This. All right, Shannon, what's your guess? Uh, horror. Yeah, that's Prom Night. Everything is all right from Prom Night, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. That was that's mm. awesome. That's a good one. And here's number two. No, I, I picked two similar ones, but uh, Shannon, you have a guess? Is that a normal movie? That is a normal movie. It's Christmas, Say Noel from Look Who's Talking Now. Oh, of course. I, I One think of my that, favorite movies. That classifies as a horror movie. Anyway, here's number three, and okay. I'm, we're getting lyrics now. 
Okay, I'm actually going to try this time. I'll take you for a ride I'm a garbage truck Oh no Dave? I'm going to say horror. Uh, actually, no. That's oh. Garbage Truck from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. God damn it. I was going to say, it sounds so familiar. Yeah, that was the most mainstream one I had, but it was harder to find non-horror movies. That's I'm so certain it was a horror ride on my garbage truck. No, I got, I got some sneaky, tricky ones. Yeah. Um, here's number four. Shannon? Horror. That is horror. You're t- oh, you're doing really well. Yeah, yeah, she's winning four to nothing. Okay, but that that's the darkest side of the night from Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> I haven't even seen that one. So Shannon's got four points out of ten so far. So we gotta we gotta. Yeah. Well, actually, I think we'll be getting more difficult as we go along. Oh, great! Which is great because I'm doing well with the easy ones. I wish I was a hunter in search of different food. Yeah, Dave? I'm going to say that's from a regular movie. That is from a regular movie. Because that, that is way too obvious to oh. be from a horror movie. Run, Lola, run. Beneath the little sky. It sounds just like the other one. I want to be the Tokyo convertible. I want to have fun with you. All right, Dave? I'm going to say horror. That is. That's Tokyo convertible from Slumber Party Massacre 2. Of course. That's Tokyo convertible. T- that's like my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really fun movie. That movie's crazy. Tokyo convertible? Is mm-hmm. that what you said? How do those words fit together in any way? It was 1986. It was like, put Asia and car together yeah. and it'll be cool. All right, here's number seven. Dave, you're coming back. You're coming back. regular movie that is that one was i was having a tough time that's uh one of the living from mad max beyond thunderdome by tina turner that was the most recognizable voice i've had is it bad that i thought it was david bowie no Dave? I'm going to say that's from a regular movie. No, that's Everybody Wants to Be a Winner from Graduation Day. (laughs) It's happening. I'm just going to stop guessing. You'll never win that way. If you guess all of them wrong, I guess. Oh, I guess so. Well, there's only two more. Damn it. I think I've already lost. You have. Yeah, get your get your lighters out. Brennan, people use phones now. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm stuck in the 80s. Prince is dead. <laughs> I hate you so much. You don't know Okay, Shen. No one has. No one. She raised. No, her I raised hands. my hand. Okay, Shannon, what's your guess? This is a regular movie. No, that is loving from a distance from Lady Stay Dead. Yay. Loving from a distance. Is that the big romantic part of that movie? Lady Stay Dead? Uh, or Lady Still Dead or whatever you just said? And uh, Yeah. It's romantic for that movie. 
here's the last one. On a mission to save the world. Oh. Dave? Well, it's Bjork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say it's, ooh, a regular movie? Yeah. Okay. It's the Comet song from Moomins and the Comet Chase. <laughs> Sounds like a Bjork movie. <laughs> That, it's Icelandic. It's, yeah, it sounds like something Bjork just says to people on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like yeah. potato what? chips. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kristen Wiig's version of Bjork. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, that's the end of our game. Dave has four and Shannon has six, so we kind of evened out, but Shannon did win. So congratulations, Shannon. Yay. Yay. I had fun. I think that was a fun game. That was awesome. Um. All right, and we're almost finished. We just have to give our recommendations, and then we're closing out the podcast. Dave, what do you recommend for people who agreed with you about Ghostbusters? Um, uh, Shaun of the Dead is the movie I could think of that was like in a similar tone. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love that movie yeah. so much. It's scarier. It's the the horror parts are horrorier. Like you legitimately fear for people's lives in that movie. But yeah, it's a undisputable classic. Yeah. Shannon, what is yours? Future. I'm recommending Hot Fuzz, just so I can get along with oh, Dave. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, and I wanted to recommend... Oh, mine kind of combines everything. It's a zombie horror comedy with Bill Murray, Zombieland. Oh, good call. Which I feel like somebody brought up earlier. I did. Oh, you did with Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I like that movie a lot. It's really fun. Um, I was really freaked out by the opening scene. Like, Yes. It's like a good combination of horror and comedy, and it's really nihilistic, and it's cool. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, and to wrap things up, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Dave, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, thanks Dave. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. <laughs> um, and watching a movie with Shannon and Dave is a very inexplicable experience because <laughs> Dave is super funny and Shannon is super like, what are they doing? <laughs> and We had a good time. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, next week, we are revealing the clue. We will be watching Night of the Comet, um, which is going to be our anniversary episode it's one of the movies that kind of inspired us to start this podcast that we did not get to until now um and there's going to be no clue for the episode two weeks from now because we're going to continue that celebration by interviewing kelly maroney herself she's the star of night of the comet she was in chopping mall she was in fast times at ridgemont high she's really really fun and can't wait for you to hear that episode uh, if you want to contact us tell us how awesome we are tell dave how awesome he is you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Contact us via email at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because you know you love Ghostbusters, and we didn't talk about the remake, so you're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm going to love the remake. No, I'm, I, I, I work for Arrow in the Head, which some people listening hopefully know because i got to promote myself, right? Um... I write a lot of articles about Ghostbusters because it's one of the big movies coming out, and I'm one of the few people who have a glimmer of hope about this movie in the awful internet wasteland. And I'm constantly like, hey, guys, let's try to be nice, okay? But I was like, no, it's the worst. Um, anyway, the theme song is recorded by Fallout Boy featuring Missy Elliott, and I have no defense for that. That's- oh, my God, is it really? That's awful. Is it awful or kind of amazing? I don't know. I'm thinking it's going to be awful, though. It's pretty bad. I listen well, to it. I oh, because I love Missy Elliott. Yeah, Missy oh, Elliott's awesome. She's not. It's Fallout Boy. They're the it's, yeah. They're that's, the issue. That's an issue. Sorry, Henry. Um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna love this movie just because of um Kate McKinnon's glasses. They're yeah. like super cool. Oh yeah. And uh, and all that comedy talent on one screen. I'm oh really yeah. Excited I about love that. all those people so yeah. much. Yeah. 
way way funnier group of people than what we just saw yeah absolutely i i have the trailers aren't super solid for this movie but i've learned not to trust trailers for paul feig's movies excuse me because the trailer for Spy made it look like a Fat Lady Fall Down Go Boom movie. Yeah, it really did. But Spy was so good. Spy so great. That movie. Yeah. He's really good at making movies. Yeah. So Could I have said that in a more <laughs> He's good at make movies. <laughs> Direct good. <laughs> but he really is. I, I Everything he does is enjoyable. And, and I, I, I understand why people don't like remakes. I get it. Like it. I was thinking, actually, as we were watching this version of Ghostbusters, would anybody put out something like this now no not a remake of something mm-hmm. but like or even or like back to the future all the things that i grew up loving that were so inventive and so kind of out of nowhere it's so high concept yeah every movie now is like well there's aliens and they're trying to kill the earth and now we got to fight back with battleships the earth <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah based no, on a board game <laughs> based on a board game like there's In no Rihanna's original there. <laughs> and that model lady whatever her name is Gigi Hadid or whatever no she was another model I, I don't know more than one model okay. she's one of the blonde ones Kate Moss nope no, Kate something okay. is it the one from Mad Max that one nah no Abby Lee okay anyway anyway Um. also one more thing Uh, we've had our fun today but I do want to just say a little bit something about Anton Yelchin who passed away this week um, two days after our last episode. So we kind of missed it. That's maybe the saddest thing that's happened this year. And it's been a bad year for celebrities. And I just wanted to say I have a lot of respect for his work. I have not seen the Star Trek movies, but he's worked a lot in like indie horror. He was really great in Green Room, the Fright Night remake, which is surprisingly good. Only Lovers Left Alive. Like I really respected his work and it's really tragic what happened to him. We have to watch Star Trek because he was so good in Star Trek he too. Is very like, good. Okay. like his character, it was, re- like it was really funny too. Like he was a good moment of comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and he was great as Charlie Bartlett. Sad mm-hmm. he's gone. Yeah, that should that's just not fair. Um, I've been so know. out of it, I had no idea that that happened. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to tell you what you happened? Could. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, for for people who uh, don't know and in case you're listening um anton yelchin he was it was he was at his own house at night his car wasn't parked correctly under the brake wasn't working or something happened but he was crushed against his mailbox by his car and he passed away on sunday night or saturday night i think we found out on sunday he was 27 years old and he has a body of work that is more or less really respectable for his age but it's a real shame that he wasn't able to continue because he could have gone to like really stellar things mm-hmm. he was obviously an artist and who someone who really appreciated the craft so that's always sad and like the the outpouring of support from people who like i'm not sure have even worked with him like I, I saw chris evans posted a really really sweet tribute to him and i don't remember them ever doing a movie together star trek i'm an idiot um what are you talking about chris pine or chris evans chris, chris evans okay just kidding chris, yeah, wrong chris yeah chris hemsworth um, oh there's chris pratt <laughs> um but yeah, no, just everybody, like J.J. Abrams, he's worked with so many really cool people, and everyone loved him. And Chris Spielberg. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, can't keep the Chris Spin Glover. Anyway, we'll be playing you out with <laughs> Crispin Glover Extra. You. <laughs> Crispin Glover Extra. Oh, man. All right, wait a... Well, I get... Now the tone's back up. We'll be playing you out with... Stay with you, um, featuring Anton Yelchin from a film he did called Rudderless. Um, it's him and Billy Crudup start a band, and here's a song from that. Please enjoy.
Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.